here's your host, Tony LaGreca. Welcome back to Courage to Hope. And by the second half of our show today, we have parents of Jennifer Kane, who unfortunately lost her life at the World Trade Center on 9-11. This is George and Faye Kane. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and I know of you from the charitable trust that you've developed and you come by every single year. And it's been 20, 21 years now since that fatal day. Let me ask you, how are you doing after this length of time? Um, well, um, I think you wake up every morning and you know that something is missing, but you just say, okay, well, I have to put one foot in front of the other and just do what I have to do. And um, we try to focus on the good things that we have in our lives, which is we have two sons and we have five grandchildren. So we try to do that. For me, when I get up, uh, a friend told me that lost his daughter, that you're going to wake up every day and, you know, you go, you get more or less get used to knowing you're going to deal with it. It's still incredibly difficult. It's hard to go to a wedding uh, knowing that, you know, that could have been Jen. You know, Jen missed out on that. You know, she was 26. Um but we have five grandkids, we have two sons, we have a clo very close family that's helped us through the years, but it doesn't get any easier. And uh, it's the worst thing to happen to have lost a child. And I know you know what that's like, Tony. Yes, uh, yes I do. And it's in your heart, you feel that emptiness. Right. It, keep, it hits you, you never know when it's gonna hit you, you know, so. Um, given a little bit of history, I was reading about Jennifer's uh, her childhood and everything. Um, it seems like she was an exceptional person. She went to Plymouth Elementary School, but then she went to Thayer, and I assume she did very well at Thayer. Yes. Um, and from Thayer, she got uh, accepted to go to Villanova University. Mm -hmm. And um, and there she was also, and it seemed like an exceptional student, mm -hmm. because upon her graduation, um, she went, you know, she she went to work for Marsh McLennan right out of high school, right out of college, right? Well, she went to, she got accepted to work in Philadelphia for uh, RGL Gallagher. It was a small accounting firm. They did forensic accounting. And... Um, they were much busier up in the northern New Jersey office. So she went up there and still with RGL Gallagher. Then um, March McLennan worked in the World Trade Center. They wanted to get into that forensic accounting area. So they hired all of RGL Gallagher right out of the northern New Jersey office, every one of them, including the partners. And they worked on the 100th floor. Now for March, they all got good raises to go there. And um, that's what she was doing with Marsh was um, forensic accounting. And she well, loved it there. Yeah, it says that she enjoyed the view of looking uptown and seeing the Central Park and way off into the distance every day, except yeah. for on those low cloudy days, I guess. Some yeah. days she was above the clouds. Wow. Um, but it was quite an exceptional place to work. And I only went to the restaurant on the top. And um, we'd have big trade shows at the Javits Center and they'd come in. And it's hard to me to imagine what it's like um, for you. Now, the day it happened, 
how long did it take you to, before you knew what was happening? I know you knew it was happening, but how long before anybody notified you? Uh, it must have been horrific trying to get some information. It was, it, it was, was chaos. Chaos, right. Um, I was at work. I was, because it was in the morning that it happened. I was at work. Someone ran up to me and said that a, a plane had hit the World Trade Center. And I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, some little plane has hit the World Trade Center. Nothing, nothing big. And then I, um, and then my sister called me and my sister lives in Texas. And she called me and she said, it's bad. It's really bad. It was a big plan. So that's when I started making phone calls and, and George just happened to call me at that time too. So that's how I found out that it was really an attack. Um, and then George, you found out. Yeah, I was at work and I, we got home and um, there was calls from um, I think Kennedy's office called. Yeah, there was. Um, but there was calls coming in from everywhere. And I felt that Jen being an athlete would be able to be able to get out. But for days, it was just chaos. And, you know, they had like 7,000 people were hurt when it was, right. they just didn't know. And we sent our two sons and uh, the, his cousins went to New York City to try to go to all the hospitals to try to find out uh, maybe Jen's at one of the hospitals. You couldn't get information from the hospitals. It was just chaos. So they went and then... Um, they called. Yeah, and they then... Called. Yeah, and then there was no... Um, it looked like none of them got out. There was 10 of them in the office that day and Marsh rented a whole floor at one of the hotels. So we went down and stayed at the um, hotel as information came in. And uh, there was uh, three partners were in Minnesota that day. So they were there. And one of the co-workers didn't go to work, called in sick. And he was a young guy. He was a mess. He, he just felt so guilty he wasn't there because he, he went to the Giants game the night before. And he was just... Um, he called in sick that day because he was so tired. But um, but it turns out he was able to tell all the families stories about their kids at work, stories that we would have never known. So we were grateful for him to be able to do that. So eventually, um, eventually they said that there were no survivors over the 90... Yeah. 92nd or 93rd floor, something like that. There were no survivors because some of the people on the lower levels, um, like the Marsh people would come out every day and tell us everything that was going on. And eventually the news said there were no survivors on those higher floors. So some of the people on the lower floors managed to get out, but not that many because that tower went like that. Was that yeah. the first or the second tower that was the hit? First. The first. first tower, but not many people got out. Maybe on the bottom floors. The North Tower. The North Tower, because that fell. That was the first one to collapse. Yes. Oh. <clears throat> Boy, that's, uh, I'm speechless. And walking you know. around the streets, there's posters. You know, we had a lot of them. 
Suns have posted a lot of them on all the telephone poles. And um, when you look at the posters, 90% of them are all people in their 20s and 30s. A lot of young people were in the building. Yeah. Um, Just going to work. Did you have a, a memorial service in time? We had a prayer service, service. Um, here in Plymouth. Either two or three weeks later. Yeah, I forget how I think it was like two or three weeks later. My sisters were both here um, from Texas. So uh, we wanted to make sure that they could attend the service. So we had it. Uh, we didn't wait. We we had it like right away. It was called the prayer service. It was the end of September. September. Um, at, we were at the local Catholic church here in Plymouth. Right. And... We had, oh, I don't even know how many people. Um, yeah, they were, the parking lot was, was full, full of people. I mean, there were people outside. They were, I, I couldn't even guess how many. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there was a thousand people there. Well, well, that event moved everybody. wasn't like, oh, I didn't hear about it kind of thing. <laughs> everybody, right. you know. I happened to be in a plane going to Singapore at the time. Oh. Of all places, you know. And I had no idea what was what was happening. But. I sure knew as soon as I got to the Singapore airport, there was absolutely nobody there. And that's yeah. one of the busiest airports and they had already shut the airport down, but they couldn't, couldn't land us because we were, we were over the China Sea, you know? So there's obviously no place to land. So we landed in Singapore, which was the first airport, which is where we were headed anyway. And uh, but it was on television over there, everywhere. You know, you couldn't miss it. So now when they decided to do all of the, uh, the stuff of the what's there now, the Freedom Tower and all the different things that they did. Did did you get to be involved at all in making any decisions or helping in any way? No, we we um, we always got a lot of emails. We were involved with um, AI our name, but as far as a committee that would sit down and make decisions, I think that was more the New York, New Jersey people. Uh, we. All I, the only thing we sent back was that we just want the memorial, whatever they put up, to be something peaceful and, um, you know, good taste like that. And, and that's what they ended up doing. I mean, we wanted it to be about Jen. And we sent them many things. They would ask for stuff, and we sent them No, that, that was the museum. Yeah, well, the museum, right. All right. The yeah. memorial was there first. museum True. came a couple years later. Right. And there's right. a like, face in. The, for the museum, we sent them uh, things that belong to Jen and they're on display at the museum. So I'm trying to remember, I was down there um, several times and I was going to say the, um, the names that are on the, the memorial now, they're alphabetical, aren't they? No. 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 Because I found Jen's name, but it was like, I remember I had to look for it pretty heavy. Well, there's a kiosk where you can put someone's name in and it'll tell you what panel to go to. Oh, okay. And, uh, and there's one footprint of the North Tower and it would tell you, you know, where to go. But basically it was, they put people that were associated. In other words, the 10 oh, people nice. she worked with, all those names are together on the panel. So it's not alphabetical. Oh, okay. So that's how they did it. All right. Uh, were you impressed? Are you, are you pleased with that? 
memorial but, with the water oh, yeah. and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful job with that. With the landscaping and the way. And, and one thing, well, you saw how they have two footprints with all the names. First time my oldest son went there, um, he was going to try to figure out where exactly to go. And he walked up to the panel and he looked down and Jen's name was right there. Yeah. Wow. That was, uh, yeah. you know, he got directed there by something. Right. Yeah. You know, you know I, and I, every, um, on her birthday every year, they place a rose, the museum, or the people. Okay. That, oh, they put a rose on that. Rose That's on who, okay. whosoever birthday it is that day. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, so it's, that's very touching if you're there and you see a rose here and a rose there. It's yeah. yeah, that's pretty impressive. I I did see the roses. I didn't know what I, why they were there. Yes. Um, yeah. well, very, have you been to the top of the Freedom Tower? No. No. No, I would think that would be kind of an eerie thing yeah, to think I... about. Well, after she passed and then you you started coming around with the scholarship um, idea. Well, that took a few months. Um, like I mentioned before, people started sending money and we didn't know what to do with it at first. And it got to be about 20000 So we set up the Jennifer Kane Fund in, at the bank to put the money there. And then we had a meeting with the family and we decided that um, she absolutely loved her time at Villanova. So we met with the development officers there and they wanted to set up um, a scholarship in perpetuity. You have to raise $100,000 and they give you five years to do that. Then from then on, the interest goes to the scholarship. Well, uh, we decided to have a golf tournament and neither Faye or I at that time golfed. And so my brother and a lot of the family came and helped set this up. And the support was absolutely incredible. We had made over $100,000 by June. We gave the 100000 to Villanova. And they said nobody has ever raised 100000 that quick in a couple of months. And um, so, in fact, we ended up with $175,000 proceeds from the golf tournament. And um, at that point, we decided we'll have two scholarships. And what happens, um, they have um, certain criteria they can get out of the computer. It has to be a female accounting major, business major. Uh, certain cum, and then they get that full of girls and they send it to the um, dean of the business school and he gets with the professors who know the girls and they also have to have on their resumes uh, evidence that they've helped other people. Because the thing with Jen was that um, she always thought of other people first. And there were so many stories that came out that we didn't even know about, things like that. And um, so then at that point, the deans, they go to the dean and they'll collectively select the girl to win the scholarship that year. So it's an incoming junior. She'll also get the scholarship as a senior. 
So now every year there's a junior and senior that get the scholarship and it's up to $270,000 as the principal that will never get touched. So it's, uh, they get about interest is like $10,000. Each one will get $10,000. And, and that will just continue on and on and on? On and on. Perpetuity. Perpetuity. So the people that donate now, the money goes to that to the trust, uh, the, the big sell. In other words, you get 30,000 more, you'd be up to 300,000. Well, no. No. We, uh, we decided um, after that year, when we got to about enough, well, the next year we also did it. And that's why it's up to 270. And then we decided, okay, that's it for Villanova. And, and there's random money that comes into the scholarship, like girls that won the scholarship. A half a dozen of them have, after they get a job, donated money yeah. back to the scholarship. Mm -hmm. So it does grow. But as far as the fundraisers that we do, um, we moved on from Villanova. And we went to, uh, like Jen played softball, you know, her whole, since she was in the first grade all the way up to junior high. Um, we went and met with them and decided, uh, what do you want us to do in Jen's name? A scholarship at the high school? Or, and they said there was a brand new sports complex where they have like five softball, little league fields and all kinds of other fields. They said, if we could get a concession stand, we can hold tournaments there. So we raised about 75,000 and they built the concession stand the next year we raised money for them to put up electronic scoreboards, dugouts. And then they came to us a year later and said, we want to have an annual Jennifer Kane softball tournament. Mm -hmm. And every year they do that. Um, I'd say this past year, there was 15 towns as far away as Dedham and Canton. They all come to Plymouth and Tuckett's put in teams. They have three divisions under 10, under 12, under 14. They're all all-star teams, so it's entertaining to see good girls softball. And um, so that helps them raise money for the league. And uh, they also named um, a field. You know, field after, field Jen. after Jen. We don't, yeah. run, we don't run that softball tournament. All, all of that is run by some, you know, Babe Ruth, a little, I mean, Little League. That's all in South Plymouth, North Plymouth, sir. It's the, more all of Plymouth. South, so South Forges Field, uh, it's Fort, all of Long Pond. Yeah. So it's oh yeah, middle it's Plymouth kind, kind of, of like. in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah, five, I know. That's they, had a, they had our five grandkids throw out the first pitch this year, and um, they lined them all up. You know, two five-year-olds, a nine, yeah, eleven, cool. and a seven. Seven, yeah. Wow. Well, so the money that you collect now. When, when you come around each year that if somebody wants to donate today after hearing the show, um, what should they do? Well, the easiest way, since they don't have the brochure, is to go on Jen's website, um, jenniferlynncain.com. And um, there's tabs at the top. One is donate. Uh, one is causes. And the causes will tell you what the causes are for this year. Um, so it's not the same exact causes every year, but like Homes for Our Troops, we've been doing that since 2007. 
it's where a, a Marine or soldier has had to have lost at least two mm -hmm. limbs to qualify for a house. And um, they, they uh, overhead rate is like under 10% because they have one office in Taunton and they built houses, maybe about 260 houses around the country for soldiers that um, one guy had to get out of his wheelchair, climb up the stairs and say goodnight to his kids. Um, now they have a specially adapted house on everything on one level. It's a, it's a great organization. Jen was extremely patriotic. She's done papers in high school and college. So every cause that we've picked, we've gone back into her life, what was important to her. So there was um, like the Fallen Heroes Fund, we started about that. But we've been with the Homestruck Troops now since 2007. Uh, and there's a girl from Plymouth that lost both of her feet. Uh, they're going to build a house for her next year. She's one of the causes on that brochure you saw. Um, but if they go on Jen's website, you'll see the causes for this year. And there's probably 20 causes over the last 20 years. Well, make, a wish. <clears throat> make a wish has been one of our big causes also. And this year, uh, what is it, 30? This is the this 30th wish in Jen's. We used to do two wishes a year when we did the golf tournament. Um, but now there's no event. So it's uh, the 30th wish. And all those wish stories are on Jen's website. And some of them are very touching. Very touching. Very touching. Well, so for our listeners, it's it's Jennifer Lynn Kane. Yes. Yeah. And it's L-Y-N-N. -N. Yes. Yep, dot com. Okay, dot com. So and, what... and, and another thing on that website, it's the biggest reason why I was all for setting it up in the first place is a tab that says about Jen. And there's a lot of letters, a lot of information about Jen that will get to know what kind of person she is and that she always thought of other people first. Well, it's absolutely amazing what you've done. Our show is called The Courage to Hope, and you certainly have shown courage without a doubt. You know, it's pretty, pretty amazing. I, we're going to put a link on the WMEX website. So any of our listeners can go to the, that are familiar with the WMEX website. We will have the Jennifer Lynn Kane link on our website. So you just be able to click onto it and get there and donate. Thank and, you. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate Thank that. You. Appreciate it. And we'll do that for forever. And um, I own the radio station, so I can do that. <laughs> I don't have to ask for anybody else to, for permission. So um, I, I really am just overwhelmed and I've seen the, the flyer every year because you've come by all the you, you you walk on you walk to almost all the businesses in Plymouth don't you and and um, yeah. and um, uh, some of them that um, even though it's 20 years some of them used to do a whole site $200 and um, now they're donating $500 or $1,000 and it just blows us away yeah. the support yeah and then Sure, when you walked into my building and you saw the pictures of the World Trade Center mm -hmm. on the wall. Because um, I knew a lot of people who worked in the building. I don't know if they're alive or not. And that's one of the hardest things to, to try to connect with somebody, you know, you don't know. And so I was heavily motivated. I guess I have to ask you one question. When, when Osama got killed, how did that make you feel? 
Well, we were I'm in, not Flor speak we were in Florida at the time, and um, our son was in Australia. So he left George, uh, a or me, or one of us, a text message. It was like in the middle of the night, but of course we, and we woke up and we saw it. And when George came out of the bedroom and he said, they got Bin Laden and both of us, I mean, we just hugged each other and I, we were crying. I mean, it was like, uh, very emotional. Know, it was so emotional. And um, we got about, we got about 250 um, got so emails. Many calls and emails. And, yeah. Um, That's a know. little taste of revenge. Absolutely. And then, and then the other guy that we just got oh, three yeah. months ago, yep. same thing. Same feeling. The mastermind. Same, same like, feeling. Yeah. Uh, I was so, emotional and uh, I was like, it's about time. Right. Yeah. Got me all emotional here. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, really, well, I really want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story. It's, it is a story of hope. You know, there's without a doubt, and you've done so much in Jennifer's name, you know, and uh, it's just just remarkable that you've had the energy and the strength to keep going 20 years plus. And, and I understand because you had so much hope with Jennifer in your life and uh, she meant so much to you. I could see why, why you would definitely and, and one other do thing all that what we, you do. One other thing that we got involved with um, as far as the causes every year, Jen was... Again, going back into her life, she was always extremely involved with little kids. She was a, a camp clock. She was a counselor, lifeguard. She uh, had stop programs she was involved with. So we went back into those programs and um, we set up the Jenny Campership Fund at Camp Clark. And over the years, pe uh, people like yourself that have donated finally up to $100,000 in the championship fund. And that, again, is like in perpetuity. So it's just the interest that goes out for, is awarded every year. And uh, the Girl Scouts um, School on Wheels of Massachusetts, a lot of people aren't familiar with them, but they have about 280 volunteers that mentor one-on-one -on -one with homeless kids and help them get navigate their way through school. They have, give backpacks to every homeless kid in the state. So that's been another one that we've, um, in recent years, started to list as one of the causes. But they, like I said, there's about 20 causes, so I'm not gonna Tell cover all of them. Everyone, right? but yeah, no, so anybody who donates, no matter what, you're doing a great thing. You're putting the money in all the places where kids can definitely benefit from what you're doing. And um, it's just simply amazing. And I'm very glad that I've been able to um, track you down and get you on the show. Um, mm -hmm. I've been thinking and, and about it. One last thing is that every dollar that comes in goes out. Any expenses right. we have, we pay we personally. We ourselves, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's also good to know. I know some funds, they, people get paid and everything. And I... You know, but this is truly every penny goes to where it's supposed to go. Right. I thank you very much. So I've been speaking to George and Faye Kane, who had their daughter die on 9-11 on, uh, on the North Tower. And um, I want everybody that's listening to this to just never forget about 9-11.
never. And don't forget about any of those first responders or anybody who was in the building at that time. We must not ever forget so America can stay strong. Thank you both very much for being our guests today.